turn to our passage in Peter, 1 Peter, chapter 4, looking at Christ's conquest for Christians. We've looked and we're looking at these different evenings, his death, his dissension and proclamation, last week his resurrection victorious resurrection and because he's been raised we shall also who have trusted in him shall be raised on the basis of his resurrection and now we look at his ascension and exaltation chapter 3 and verse oh, <coughs> chapter 4 I was studying chapter 4 today chapter 3 verse 22 the last verse who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, powerful, exalted position. Thank you, Lord, that you're there interceding on our behalf. And Lord, as we've just sung, for you I am praying, we can intercede for others and you take those prayers and intercede on our behalf for them and for us too. Lord, thank you this this all works for your glory and Lord, and you empower us to do your work. I pray, Lord, that a blessing would be ours as we look at your word tonight and the wonderful work you do as our ascended Lord and Saviour on the right hand, right hand of your Father in heaven. Bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> So keep the big picture in mind as we're looking at this. Peter is discussing <coughs> the suffering Christ suffered, but where is he now? He is seated at the right hand of God in heaven, of his Father in heaven. <coughs> suffering cannot hurt us. Suffering cannot hurt us, not hurt us physically. Its waves only lift us onto another shore as it did the Lord Jesus. From the earthly to the eternal and to heaven. He has been lifted up and we've been lifted up with him into heavenly places. And we don't often reckon that when we're going through the troublesome times down here. But we have been. Romans chapter 8, and we often refer to this wonderful portion. And verse 31 reads, What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So he is exalted in heaven through the, <clears throat> through the suffering. It's only lifted him to glory, to that heavenly shore where he cannot be touched. <laughs> and uh, we are there, as it were, with him already. First Peter Chapter 3, if we go back there and back into verse 13, 3 and 13, it reads there, we've already been over that bit, but it says, 
And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Who, who will harm you? Uh, <clears throat> as we say, promoted to glory. If the suffering goes so far as martyrdom, where do we end up? In glory. <laughs> and uh, some of the martyrs, as they were being killed, they were able to say that they were being, you are only putting me in a better place. You're hastening my death to glory. <laughs> and uh, nothing can touch us there. You know, you can do this to me, I'll do this to you. And the, and the person being martyred said, well, <laughs> and he, kept, he had a good answer for every, every reason. What can you do, said the one martyr, martyring the Christian, to such fanatics as this what can you do no no fanatics they know what they believe they know in whom they have believed and they know where they're going don't they we know where we're going <clears throat> now how long was it after Christ's resurrection that he ascended he was raised he was raised on the first day of the week on the Sunday when the first fruits were being offered imagine the priest there offering the first fruits before the rent veil. It's a wonder he dared do it because there was access. He could, he could see probably into the Holy of Holies. He dared come in and do that. But anyway, that, that's where he was. He, <coughs> offering and rent veil on that day. The, and the day of the resurrection on that Sunday. How many days after did the Lord ascend to heaven? Remember Acts chapter 1? Let's go back there to the historical account of his ascension, his resurrection, and his ascension. Maybe work it back the other way. How many days before Pentecost did the Lord ascend to heaven? How many days after the resurrection? <clears throat> in Acts chapter 1 verse 2 we read this. Until the day in which he was taken up, that's ascension, through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion his death, his burial and resurrection by many infallible proofs being seen of them they got it answer 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with it. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it have been good to be in on the conversation, on listening to what the Lord had to tell them? And so assembled there. And told, commanded them they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. What was that promise? That you heard from me that they should receive the Spirit. For truly John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, <laughs> saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Now he'd been talking about that just a bit earlier. We, we, things In verse 3, the end of it, things pertaining to the kingdom of God, he'd been talking about that. And are you going to do it now? And he said unto them, he didn't answer them, he said unto them, is not for you to, well, he answered them in a, roundabout way it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which are which the father had put into his 
own power, but he did talk about something else. <laughs> you shall receive power. This is what I'm. This is what you need to concentrate on now about the gift of the Spirit. I've talked about it. He shall come. You re, you will receive the Spirit, and He's going to come, and uh, Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and, and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. And when He had spoken these things, while He they beheld. They beheld he was taken up in a cloud and received him out of their sight. They didn't know this was going to happen, but it happened right before their eyes. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Ye men of Galilee, this is the ascension, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. And so there's the promise. There's the ascension. Forty days after that he was raised, he ascended to heaven. And how long did Pentecost happen after that? How long did the promise that he'd given of the Spirit coming to them and truly be baptized with the Spirit of God? Ten days. Penti. What does pent, penti mean? Fifty. Yep. 50 from the Passion, there was Pentecost, at the Feast of Pentecost. And so that, that all works out. Uh, <clears throat> where did he go when he did ascend to heaven? Let's go back and see what the prophets said back in Psalm. David, <laughs> a prophet, Psalm 110 and verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord what did he say you, you, you already know that verse if you've read it a few times sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool until I make thine enemies sit thou on right hand <clears throat> the enemies of God will be made the footstool of the Lord and that will happen and God will make sure that happens. And this world, as it, in his re rebellion as it is today, will be made the footstool of the Lord. And uh, until he hath put all enemies under his feet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's what all the sermons have been about for about the last three and the next one. Or next two. That in the morning service, bringing the enemies under his footstool. Everything's going to be brought into subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ. He promised it in the Old Testament. He's going to fulfill it. What he hath said, standing on the promises. We sang it tonight of the word of the Lord. What he said he's able to perform, no matter what the obstacles. <clears throat> so he ascended to the right, into heaven to the right hand of the Father, exalted higher than the heavens, <clears throat> plural, into the third heaven. Let's go to Philippians. Chapter 2, verse 9 and 11. Wherefore, this is all from this the text we left, who has gone into heaven, it said in 1 Peter 3, 22, he's in the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. We're just looking at all different verses that have to do with what it says in that verse, the ascension. God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above Every name, angels and authorities, has been made subject to him. 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. Who does that include? Every tongue will confess. Who does that include? All those people that think they've got so much power and authority they can tell everyone to do, uh, what to do. Every government official. Think of some of them. They thought they were all powerful and mighty and ordered people around down here. Who? <laughs> That's pretty local, isn't it? And he, he's still, he, he's out and about, isn't he, I think? Has he been on news yet? <laughs> Dictator. Mr. Andrews, okay. Others think they are important VIPs. Mr. Putin, muscle man. <laughs> he can do anything, can't he? He thinks he can. Rich as rich. Filthy rich. <laughs> In a communist country. And so many of his people are so poor. How do he get rich? <laughs> in a country like that. <clears throat> Stalin. Is he going to bow the knee? Is he already? <laughs> he realises now. Hitler. With his power-hungry attitude and the millions of people that died because of his greed for power. Will he bow the knee? Yep. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Ping will do. Yeah, the Chinese man. The, all the popes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Everyone kiss my toe. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, all these people that thought they were so important. And how long did they take to realise after death that Jesus is Lord? <laughs> He made it. One heartbeat away from eternity and they, they're gone and it stopped, stopped dragging me this way. I'm going that way. Oh, no, 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 you're not. <laughs> the death angel takes them, the grim reaper, and that's it. <laughs> you're not. You are not. And you didn't humble yourself in life and this is the direction you're going and this is where you're assigned to until judgment day. And then on judgment day, there'll be no argue, argument. These are the facts and the books are opened. This is what it says. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. This is the day that the Lord will be exalted and everybody will see what goes on on that day. Things in earth and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is what it's written in Scripture and it's going to happen. Do you believe it's going to happen? I believe it's going to happen because the Bible said it's going to happen. In Hebrews chapter 12, Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us. The things of this world can get on top of us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross he went through the suffering he went through the problems he went through the despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the, far, the throne of God for consider him 
that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Consider what he went through. Consider the mocking he went through. Consider him holding himself back, not using his, his ability that he had to call legions of angels to obliterate everyone around him and to get off the cross. He didn't do that. He suffered the shame and the humility and the rejection, despising the shame, set down now at the right hand of God. Folks, we may have to go through those sort of things too. But one day, the exaltation. One day, the well done and thou good and faithful servant. Be faithful. Be faithful. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> exaltation comes. What is glory and honour after humility? We as believers are positionally seated in the heavens now. Look at what Ephesians says. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 6. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. <laughs> He's raised us, and it's like it's happened already, isn't it? He's raised us up together presently, made us sit together presently in heavenly places. It's good as done. So presently we can reign in life by the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I had a reference, Romans 5.17, written down next to that one <clears throat> as well. Romans 5.17, that says, For if by one man's offence death reigned by one, much more they who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So presently, yes, we can reign in life through him, having the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. From that throne where the Lord sits, he ministers as our great high priest. That tells us that in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4. It's, well, it's in 7, but it's also more pointedly in chapter 4 and verse 14 seeing then that we have a great high priest that's ascended and seated there that is passed into the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession we've not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He knows we go through those troublesome times. Let's go to him and find help in those hard times. So <clears throat> he ministers now as our high priest seated in the heavenlies. And as First John tells us, in, in First John just over a little bit, <laughs> First John chapter 2, or it's back in the end of chapter 1 as well, as we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Little children, verse 1 of chapter 2, 
I write these things unto you, that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Where is he? He's seated on the right hand of the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins. Not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Looking at those verses last night, weren't we? <clears throat> if you're here in the class. He is our advocate. He's the, he's the go-between. He's the one that talks to the Father on our behalf. So there, as the ascended Lord, he's our advocate, he's our high priest. And John 14, talking about the prepared place for a prepared people. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we needn't turn there, we've been there quite a bit lately. From that seat where he is seated at the right hand of the Father as our advocate and our high priest. When is he going to rise? When is he going to come off that seat? For what reason? Yep. To receive us unto himself. That's when he's going to get off that seat. And how quickly is he going to rise off that seat? (laughs) In a flash. In the atom of a second, as we've looked at in the studies we've done. You see, the Lord's paid a high price for our salvation, has he not? He, 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 he sacrificed everything that we might be saved. He has been building the church for 2,000 years almost. He's been building it rock by rock, according to Peter. We as lively stones have been put in. Brick by brick. Stud by stud. Noggin by noggin. Floorboard by floorboard. That's way back. Now he's been putting a roof on. Windows in. No, no, he's been painting it up. He's cleaning the windows now. Making it a holy temple. It's like, it's like Ephesians talks about it in chapter 5. I, I imagine, this is my imagination, I, it's right near finished, is it not? The church is about done. The last person is going to get saved soon. And that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought to men to love their wives. He sanctified and cleansed it with the washing of water by the word. He has been working on this church for 2,000 years. And when the father says, because it's all in the father's hands, as it was in the tradition of the weddings over there in the Middle East, when the father says, go and get your bride, he will not hang around. Oh, I've got some more to do. Because it's all be done. And he'll go instantly from heaven to here, and he'll, the trumpet will sound, as it is there in Corinthians, I mean, yeah, Corinthians 15, and First Thessalonians 4, and he'll snatch his bride up and we'll be in the air and meet him right there. As we read in Acts, in the reverse, he'll come down and take us. And it'll be a wonderful, wonderful time. All that time preparing, all that cost, all that investment he's put into it, he'll take his glorious church to heaven and he's been planning this for a long long time 
what what man wouldn't I mean in the way of the tradition of the Jewish if his father said go and get your bride would he dilly dally around of course he wouldn't we're talking about God who has the power to do all this he will come instantly and um, <clears throat> I think we're all looking forward to that with the way the world is <laughs> we are Christians don't fight for victory, we're fighting from the victory of the cross. The death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, he is, he is there, we are there as it were with him positionally and uh, Satan is a defeated foe but he's throwing and hurling everything at us. As it says there in the last few verses of that, I mean few words of that chapter Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto who? The Lord, the ascended Lord on the right hand of the Father. So, don't be discouraged. <laughs> Satan is hurling everything and anything at Christians that are trying to do the right thing. Just talking to someone this afternoon about that. If anything can go wrong, it's gone wrong in the last few years. It, it just hurl on everything. Don't let him make you quit. Just keep on keeping on. Hold and keep the faith. Be strong in the Lord. For your adversary walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour and stop you from being effective testimony for him don't let him do it be victorious and walking with the Lord and in the Lord when he comes <laughs> it will be wonderful but it won't be wonderful to be found slinking off and walking away keep the faith folks until that time because he's going to rise off his seat and come soon it's, it's good to be living now it might be hard and it get harder it could get, could get we know what Noah we're beginning to understand what Noah was going through and we've got a lot more people with us these days than he had and we've got it a lot easier with all the mechanisms we've got around us for support <clears throat>